Welcome back to another edition of the Maryville Forum podcast. I'm your host, John Dykstra, joined by Anthony Crane, as always here. Um, we're taking a break from basketball talk a little bit this week. Um, with with it being winter break and no basketball going on, even though I do have thoughts on Maryville not being ranked in the uh, in the initial coaches poll for uh, for girls basketball in class four, and have a sneaking suspicion they forgot we existed or thought we were in Iowa or something like that, since Cameron and Chilcothy got ranked somehow. So. But that's for another day. Um, today we're honoring the uh, the athletes of the fall, basically the uh, the players that stood out in each sport um, for Nottaway County and these uh, local teams here. So uh, we'll go sport by sport, name an athlete um, for each that what we were most impressed by or we thought did the most for their team. And uh, at the end, we'll name an overall male athlete of the fall and an overall female athlete of the fall. So without any further ado, um, we will jump right in with the first sport in alphabetical order, which is cross country. And a fairly easy uh, nomination here, although it's a loaded field in cross country this year, a lot of good, good athletes. But uh, when you win a state championship, you get this honor and Tyler Blay won a state championship and dominated all year. So Tyler Blay is the Maryville Forum's uh, Nottaway County cross country athlete of the year. Um, Anthony, uh, you saw Tyler quite a bit this year. Um, just uh, what, what were your impressions of Tyler this year and talk about him a little bit? You know, my impressions is there's not an athlete uh, in Northwest Missouri, or maybe even the state that works as hard as Tyler. Um, and, you know, sometimes, you know, even talking to his dad and him about this is he sometimes pushed himself too hard. Um, but it was good, you know, he had, you know, later in the season, it was getting that point they were fearing, like he had an issue with his leg that maybe he had pushed a little too hard. Um, but he, you know, he just dominated. Uh, you know, we all had the feeling going down to state that he was going to win. Uh, he was really hungry after a great year last year. Um, so it was, he was really impressive this season, just his work ethic. Um, and really that team in general was great. Um, I know we'll get to some of the other guys, but just uh, the cross country in our area was fantastic this year. And uh, that West Ottawa team was really, really good. Yeah. Being down there for that cross country uh, state championship for class one, at least, um, it was kind of the old, I don't know if you've seen the movie Seabiscuit, but they uh, they say uh, you hold him back there a little bit going into that final turn so he can look the other horse in the eye and uh, and really turn <laughs> on the Jets because he's not going to lose. It's basically what happened with Tyler at that state championship meet. He uh, he got passed there right, right near the end, and it looked like he was uh, – maybe struggling and maybe not going to win it. And then all of a sudden he turned on the jets and just uh, really ran away with a, with a state title. So uh, yeah, like you said, going in a couple of years ago, he was like the third runner on that team. That was a good team, but um, was a young team. And he, uh, he just built himself up and dedicated himself to the sport and his mileage stuff. I've written a lot about this year with uh <laughs> with what he turned in and his workouts and talking to talking to his parents about his, his uh, diet regimen and his, what he puts into his body. There's, there's a reason if you, if you put in the work that he did, you deserve to be rewarded. It doesn't always work out that way, but, but it certainly did for Tyler this year. And he's a, He's a state champion and going to college as a college athlete to uh, compete at Missouri Western. So uh, just a great year for Tyler. And uh, you, you alluded to it there, and I did in the open about some of the other athletes. And some of them are on Tyler's team, guys like Duke Ingraham. And uh, Preston Bateman gets a shout-out from me anytime we do this because a two-sport athlete in the fall playing football and cross-country. Uh, Riley Blay was terrific, obviously, as a freshman. He'll be he'll be one worth following the next few years. And then Maryville, 
tremendous group of kids with uh, getting third place in the state themselves as a team. Uh, Garrett Dumpke running injured up there. Um, and just a great group with Cal Sterling and, and Jag will be back next year. And all those guys are, are really talented and, uh, and should be in for big things to come. I know you got to cover state and, uh, and Garrett, who's probably the runner up for this award. Um, yeah. Just talk about Garrett a little bit and uh, what you saw from him just that day, particularly at state. Well, I know when we were talking about this, um, I had, you know, I told you, had he not injured his ankle that week, um, you know, male athlete of the year may have been a little tougher choice. Um, but for him to go down there and finish top 10 um, on a hurt ankle was just, it was impressive. Um, and, you know, just that entire team was fun. Uh, they're a good group of kids to cover. Uh, Jag is one of the best quotes in the area. Um, and he's a great runner as well. Um, he'll, I'm interested to see how he progresses next year. Um, if he can be at that, you know, Garrett level, um, along with some of the other kids. Um, and I know, uh, they talked about, you know, they have some younger kids coming to join that group. Um, so it'll suck losing Garrett, but that's going to be another strong group next year. Um, but yeah, watching that group's been a lot of fun, a lot of talent there. Um, you know, <laughs> cross country is not always the most entertaining sport that we cover. Um, but those kids, they, they make it worth it. You know, they're all good kids. They work hard. Um, and so it was really good to see the kids in our area have success this year. It may not be for you the most entertaining, but when you get those interviews at the end, it's pretty, it's pretty entertaining because, uh, Garrett himself is, uh, is a must talk to after every meet. And uh, you, you mentioned. Well, he Jay gives, he gives the, the best, like, um, I don't know, politically correct answers, but not quite like. The Jags level. Yeah. Jags well, are just, you never know what you're going to get from him. And that's what makes it fun. I would, all, I would also nominate Jake Walker, who they missed next year, into that as, uh, as maybe the best quote in the area. So uh, having three like that on the same team is, is pretty special. And uh, Connor Blackford and, uh, and Carol Sterling will have, to, uh, will have to step their games up next year to get in there. But that's, that's going to be a fun team next year with Kale and, and Connor and obviously Jag, like we talked about. So, uh, so yeah, Coach Beatty's got, got that program rolling pretty good in a top three finish. So it was definitely worthwhile mentioning Garrett and those guys. Um, Andrew O'Reilly is another one we should mention for this. Um, just a, a good year making it to state for the first time as a sophomore from uh, from Platte Valley. Um, really impressive year for Andrea, too. So she also made our, our honorable mentions, but um, it's it's hard to argue with Tyler Blay. And Tyler, um, I have a feeling we might be talking about Tyler a little bit more later in the podcast, so we'll save some more thoughts till then. But uh, just a tremendous year by, by Tyler Blay, and that's why he's our cross-country athlete of the year. Um, moving down next in alphabetical order here, uh, football. And uh, we'll start with the 11-man ranks in our football athlete of the year. Uh, it's Connor Weiss. And um, I, I considered some other names here, uh, linemen particularly, with uh, guys like Blake Castile and Mark Gustafson and some of those guys who really, really helped turn around Maryville's season. But Connor was just dominant this year. Um, really, really a breakout season for the senior. Um, over 1,300 yards rushing, uh, 22 rushing touchdowns. He was also the team's second leading receiver. Uh, 120 tackles from the safety spot, and he was just a, a missile coming up most of the time to – to come get those stops. Um, just a really, really great season by Connor. Um, Anthony, I know um, he played one, one fact about Connor is he played every snap um, on every unit. So of course he gets some rest sometimes, but he was the, <laughs> he was the team's primary punter, kicker, kick returner, 
Um, safety, as I mentioned, running back, punt returner. Um, he, he did it all for, for the Spoofhounds this year. One of two team captains with Trey Houchin as well. So um, just uh, you've covered – you don't get to cover Maryville all the time, obviously, with football, um, with your eight-man expertise. But um, mm-hmm. I know you've covered Connor in some other sports too. But um, just uh, what, what are your impressions of those numbers and the year he put up this year? Yeah, um, you know, you got to tip your cap to him um, and, you know, the other seniors on that team after that slow start they, you know, they had um, and with everything going on with COVID, uh, for them to bounce back and make to the state title game, it's it's really impressive what he was able to do. I know, you know, it was my senior year in high school. Um, I was kind of like that. You know, you never leave the field, special teams, all that, and that's, that's tough, and you know, it's, it's even more impressive when you can do it at the level that he did um, to be, you know, one of the best offensive players on the team uh, and then get 120 tackles on defense. Um, it's just really impressive. And like you said, I've, I've covered Connor in other sports. Um, he's a great athlete, uh, a good kid, and uh, it's, it's well-deserved um, to watch him kind of grow as a, as a young man and get to this point, um, it's, it's great to see from him. Yeah. And Connor's not done playing football yet. He's, uh, he's going down to Dallas in January here for the blue gray game. Um, kind of a showcase for the college scouts. Um, that's, that's in mid January here going down there. So, um, Connor's not quite done. That's he's had a little slow start to his wrestling career or his wrestling senior season because he's he's staying bulked up for uh, for that football game. But he's uh, he's going to be key this winter too. And like I mentioned before, some of our other nominees for that there's a long list. Um, we did decide to divide it in half with uh, with the eleven man and the eight man. So. Some of the other guys from Maryville, though, that were were very much considered would be, like I mentioned, Mark Gustafson and Blake Castile. And then Trey Houchin, the team's other captain, fullback and linebacker there, was, was huge this year. Um, Caleb Kreisinger had a huge year for them, playing receiver and at All-State DB. So lots of, lots of candidates from that Maryville team, and that'll happen when you – make it all the way to a state championship game. But um, just a really, really impressive year for that group. And, uh, and Connor certainly certainly deserves the accolades is another one of the, the area's really hard workers. And uh, you can tell on, on Friday nights what he puts into it. So um, as I teased before, though, we divided it into 11-man and 8-man. Um, a little bit at Anthony's behest, our 8-man – um, stands up for everything eight man. And when I told them it was probably going to be Connor for, for the football athlete, um, he said, we should do an eight man award too. And I agreed because there's a lot of good players in eight man in our area. And uh, chief among them, uh, Mr. Drew Quinlan, who has some Maryville ties with obviously the Quinlans at Northwest. Um, but mainly has some South Holt, not away Holt ties um, with that co-op and uh, representing, representing not away County, at least in, in half the co-op there. So uh, talk about, talk about Drew. I know you got some thoughts on Drew. So um, I'll let, I'll let you run this segment. (laughs) Yeah. And while he is uh, mostly a South Holt kid, um, you know, the Quinlan name has some deep ties uh, in Maryville. So uh, if anything, we can give him the nod for that. There you uh, go. You know, I, I, I credit Joe a little bit with uh, how bulky and, uh, and in shape uh, Drew is. So, Yeah, although him and I got into an argument last week or so about Star Wars. And so I don't know if we're on the best of terms anymore. <laughs> Well, talk, talk good about him, and we'll try to make it up to him. <laughs> no, uh, Drew Drew has been a blast to cover uh, the last three years, uh, and what he's meant uh, to that program. It, it's you know for him to go, and I think you touched on this in the story. 
Um, you know, three years ago, it was he was airing it out and throwing it all over the place. Um, and then they lost, you know, anyone who could catch the football the last two years. Um, so uh, they had to switch that up. James Her. <laughs> Tight end. Uh, uh, credit him, though. He was uh, helping block. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, for him to do that. Um, then last year he was their leading rusher. Um, while they were figuring out this running game. Uh, and then this year they switched to a uh, triple option look. And while his stats weren't, uh, you know, they weren't mind-boggling, uh, for him to run that offense, uh, anyone who you know, watched him for a game, you could tell that it wouldn't be what it was without him. Um, and he, you know, helped lead them to a district title. Uh, it was 20 yards from a district championship. Um, and what you like about Drew is uh, as good as he is on the field, he's just as good off the field. Um, just a really likable kid. Um, and then, you know, you mentioned this as well. Uh, once uh, you know, people read this story, uh, while Drew is, was great, um, when we talked about this, it was hard not to – it was, you know, really back and forth between him and Andrew Alarcon at Worth County. Um what, what he was able to do for that team, you know, less than a year after tearing his ACL, um, you know, he came back in week one, carried the ball 30 times, and he did that all year and was really the workhorse for that offense. Um, and, again, another great kid um, that meant a lot to his team. So, and you know, like you mentioned, there's a lot of good players in eight-man football in this area. Um, that's kind of why I nudged you at uh, giving the eight-man guys some love too. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned Alicron. He's he's another one of those guys that's part of a co-op up there with uh, with Worth County and Northeast Nottaway. Um, who are who are some of the other names that um, that maybe weren't obviously with those top two and in, in trying to win this award, but but deserve to be mentioned here? And uh, who are some other guys that you uh, you want to give a little shout out to? Um, we'll we'll give the big guys some love. Uh, you know, you joked about uh, James and uh, him being able to play tight end. Uh, he's another one of those guys that you, you've kind of seen uh, grow the last few years, um, you know, because he came into high school as a big guy, um, and a lot of people do. Um, but it's what you do with that size um, that really defines, you know, who you are as you get older. Um, and he developed into, you know, one of the best uh, linemen in the area. Um, and was really a force on defense uh, this season. Made a lot of big plays uh, for the Spartans. And um, I could see him have, being really good next year as a senior. Um, another guy, Austin Welch. Um, anyone who, you know, even dabbles with eight-man football knows about him and what he's meant to that Worth County program. Um, just – and with him, you could see um, – because he had a real rough year um, – with family getting COVID and then he got COVID. Um, and after missing a month of football, he came back and was, uh, it was like he hadn't missed a step. Um, so those are a couple of guys that were really uh, impressive along the uh, lines in the Nottaway County area. Um, so, uh, and then guys like Brody Scroggins, who was really impressive in his first year after uh, moving from offensive line to fullback. Um, uh, some younger guys, um, and we, if you read any of our stories on uh, North Nottaway basketball, Aiden Blackford was really, really impressive as a freshman. Uh, in multiple games I covered, he had interceptions, was making big plays, uh, great receiver. Um, and it gave Carson Oberhauser uh, a weapon that he hasn't had uh, really in my time covering them. Um, so I'm really excited to see what he can develop into uh, as he gets older and grows a little bit more. Yeah, some some great performances out there. Um, and it'll be interesting going into next year. I guess this is our our farewell to, to South Hole football as, uh, as they will not be in our coverage area next year, severing those ties with Nottaway Hope. But uh, glad we got to cover the whole reign of Drew Quinlan and and hope Ted Quinlan still still will read our stuff every once in a while and give us some of those uh, 
uh, Twitter likes. So anyway, we'll uh, we'll look forward to following South Holt now from a little bit more of a distance. So yeah, see if we can convince Ted to get those younger kids a little further north. <laughs> there you go. Um, and so moving on now from football, uh, we go into next in the alphabetical order here and we go to Brenda Rick's squad with golf. Um, tough decision for me in golf this year. Uh, I kind of debated back and forth. Um, but at the end of the day, it kind of had to go to Lauren Pageant, I think this year. Um, she was the lone senior with with four uh, freshmen in the varsity lineup this year. And really the top six were all freshmen. And you could argue beyond that. Um, the lone returner with, uh, in addition to uh, Bell Myers who returned um, this year, but uh, Lauren was the only one in the varsity lineup, like I mentioned. And another kid kind of like we talked about with Tyler Blay, who, um, just got better every single year. And this year culminated with her making it to the state tournament, one of three spoof hounds who did that. Um, and just a really nice way for her to cap her career going there and being being that leader. And uh, and Brenda, you don't always see captains for golf or we don't normally talk about captains for golf as much as we do like football or something. But uh, Brenda loved to point out that she was their team's captain. She was their their leader all season. And even though she maybe didn't always have the lowest score on the team, she was she was always in that top couple, two or three there. And uh, kind of that consistent presence and consistent leader for her. So uh, Lauren Pageant is our uh, forum golfer of the year for the girls. Um, I know you've seen a lot of – a lot of Brenda and that team over the uh, over the years here. Um, it was a, supposed to be a transition this year without Emily Long and without uh, Hadley Mundorf and those guys, uh, but they stepped up and had a had a good season even with the young core. So, uh, what do you see from just the golf program as a whole this year, Anthony? Yeah, and this year wasn't. Uh, I, I wasn't able to see them as much. Um, just you know, that I was point. back and I love golf. <laughs> yeah yeah you and i we fight over golf a little bit um that's just because you know brenda uh and those athletes are always so much fun to be around yeah um, it's they, not bad to sit in the golf <laughs> cart all day and, and tool around the course either so uh, <laughs> it well it depends uh a couple years ago i was just unlucky it was always raining and cold <laughs> um but you know like this year when i got to cover them uh, Brenda, she always brought up how much fun she was having with this team. Um, and while they, you know, they weren't as talented, uh, you know, when you lose uh, golfers like Emily Long, you're going to take a few steps back. Um, but she had a lot of fun with them. Uh, you could see the youth and the talent uh, in that freshman class. Um, and so it'd be nice to see in the future how they grow. Um, but this year, um, it was all about getting experience. Um, and it, you know, it takes someone like Lauren uh, to help kind of guide those younger kids um, and be a leader. And I think that's what she was best at. Um, while she didn't have accolades of an Emily Long, um, it's still important to have that great leadership um, and someone those young kids can kind of rely on um, and show them, uh, you know, while it is a competition, uh, it's still a game and we're still here to have fun. And I think that's, that's what she really did for that program. Um, and she was always friendly to be around and, uh, you know, always enjoyed talking to her. So. Yeah, that was, that was the biggest change this year from a coverage perspective. We learned that uh, Lauren actually talked sometimes so <laughs> with the big personalities on that team, the last couple of years, um, it was hard to get, for Lauren to get a word in, but um, especially a couple of years ago when I was here last with that that big senior class that was so much fun, and then plus Emily and Hadley. Um, so uh, just just really fun to see Lauren have some success. And uh, turning it forward a little bit, you mentioned maybe less talented this year, maybe more talented, but less experienced is, mm -hmm. is almost how I'd put it because they had eight freshmen this year that all had moments that, that looked good. And uh, 
Kalen Offer just missed out on a state medal by one stroke. So she, uh, I think, will be getting that state medal next year. And if we were going just based on scores, she would have probably won this award. Um, so a really impressive year by Kaylin Offer, um, who deserves to be mentioned here. And uh, really looking for big things from her in the future. Um, Lauren Jaster also made it to, uh, to state and deserves to be mentioned. So she had a really, really good year. And uh, obviously all those other freshmen in the lineup too, whether it be Ainsley Watkins, who's another one of those big personalities that's a lot of fun to cover. Bradley Kahn. Um, just so many good Casey Phillips, just so many good uh, golfers this year for them. So uh, Brenda's going to have a lot of fun the next three years, I think, with that group and, and seeing where they go. But uh, they always have Lauren to thank is kind of pointing them in the right direction this year and, and helping them uh, help them get adjusted to varsity. So just a lot of fun from that group and in some big things coming in the future. But we move on to uh, a little bit down the alphabet here. Uh, we go down to soccer next. Um, I, I said that one was my toughest uh, with golf, the toughest decision. It might be soccer. There was a lot of the last couple of years, soccer's been kind of reliant on one player, whether it be like a Thomas Stefano or Jaden Hayes or, or soccer's been one of the more obvious, like to point to the leader on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Kind of obvious this year, point to the leader because they had that one senior starter with Justin Staples. Um, but the best player was was a little bit more hard because it was a different guy every night. But ended up settling on uh, Jackson Staples, um, Justin's little brother. Uh, freshman goaltender for them had had a really good year, was really impressive, just being an athlete in goal there and, and really shutting down a few teams with, with them thinking it was a little bit of a rebuilding year and then being able to win the district championship again and avenge missing out on that, that last year. Um, it was just a really positive year for Spoof and soccer. I thought new coaching staff, uh, we missed Dale as always, but coach Gonzalez and, uh, and Coach Tolson uh, were great this year, um, working with that group of kids and really did a good job with them. So uh, a young team that that started mostly freshmen and won a district championship. So there were a lot of positives to look at. But I just think Jackson Staples coming in in goal, the most important position on the field, and, uh, and really stepping up and being a leader back there was – was huge for those guys. And I know, Anthony, you got to cover soccer a little bit this year and, and always enjoy getting out there. So what do you see from from Jackson and from that young team that they had this year to really uh, be able to reach the heights that they did? Uh, I saw some major growth. Uh, early on in the year, uh, I saw them against Savannah uh, in a match they lost. I think it was six to nothing. Um, and it was, it was shocking um, because that was always uh, the kind of match, um, you know, even last year where they looked so much better than Savannah. Um, and so I had some concern there, you know, with the new coach, um, you know, how these young kids were going to grow. Um, but they did grow, and they became a much better soccer team uh, as the year went on. Um, and that's, uh, you know, because of those younger kids, um, because of the, uh, you know, Jacob Ferris's and, the, you know, Justin Staples and his leadership. Um, and oh, can't forget the other, just Stefano, um, who is, uh, you know, not quite his brother, but still um, someone who's very important. That team brings a lot of energy to them. Um, and a lot of that may have to do with a new coaching staff. It's, um, it's a big change going from, uh, <laughs> Dale to uh, this new staff, as you could see on the sidelines, it's just uh, a different energy. Um, not saying it's better or worse, but it's it's a little different than what you and I have uh, grown accustomed to with Dale on the sidelines. Um, and I think there was a little bit in the beginning of, uh, you know, a few of the older kids adjusting to the new staff. 
Um, and they kind of talked about that in the beginning was that they didn't always agree uh, in the beginning with uh, what they wanted to do uh, on the pitch. But I think you saw them kind of adapt and uh, adjust to this new staff. Um, and it's, it's exciting for them uh, moving forward. Like you said, uh, Justin Staple is going to be a tough guy uh, to replace next year. Um, but that's also a team with uh, a lot of young talent and they bring back a ton next year. Um, and so it's, it was a good year for them. And uh, uh, it was good to see, you know, guys like uh, the Staples brothers and uh, the Stefano and really grow into their new roles under this new staff. Yeah. And it was uh, just an impressive year. And they, they ended up with quite a few postseason honors and things like that too. Um, one that we haven't mentioned yet and who, who might've been their best player and kind of that attacking half, um, even though he's their smallest player is, uh, is case and teal and, uh, what case did this year. Yeah. Um, probably racked up the most, most accolades, um, as far as postseason awards with all conference, all district, all states type stuff. And, uh, he deserved it. He was, he was right up there and, and kind of debating between him and Jackson and, and, the, and Jacob Ferris, like you mentioned for this award, but I ended up giving it to Jackson. Um, Kaysen, Kaysen is one of those runners up along with, like I mentioned, Justin Staples, um, even though he didn't have the goals that some of the others did, um, just being that leader and being that senior captain. Um, guys like uh, guys like Jacob Ferris and then Quinn Petlin as well. I, I mentioned yeah. in here because I thought Quinn did a lot of a lot of good stuff for them this year and has over the last few years. So so really a deep team this year from Maryville. And uh, I think that was kind of enjoyed after the last couple of years of kind of being the, the Thomas and Jaden show um, kind of some other guys got to spread their wings a little bit this year and yeah. uh, show what they could do. And I think that that's a good thing moving forward for the team. And you saw it result in success at the end of the year. And I think it will continue going into next year. Like I said, only losing the one starter with Justin um, that team should be really good next year. And especially mm -hmm. assuming that, that uh, Coach Tolson and Coach Gonzalez are back with that continuity and a second year in the system. I really, I really like what they can go move or what they can do moving forward. Yeah, and I, I think that has to be a bit of an adjustment for them as well. Um, you know, like you said, I'm not saying it's better or worse. Um, you know, when you have players like Jaden and Thomas uh, that are that talented and can score like that, uh, you want to feed them the ball. Um, but it's going to be a bit of an adjustment once they're gone um, and you don't have that really that go-to guy, um, you know, to get you, you know, three, four, or ten goals a match, um, as we saw with guys like Thomas. Um, so, and I think they will be better for it moving forward. Um, I think they will need someone to kind of lead them. Um, but I think they'll be better as a team next year um, after this year of, you know, learning to play together. Yeah. And uh, moving on to our next sport here, we got, uh, we got softball and it was a, another good year for the area softball players. Um, but nobody had a better year than Platte Valley did going to the state championship game um, coming up just short against uh against Vienna in that championship game, but they really had a remarkable run. Um, kind of starting with the district title game against Stanbury that they managed to win and and throughout, um, really honestly started all year, but such a talented team over there. So, um, again, tough decision picking out just one from that team, um, but I think – it's fair to say the unquestioned kind of leader of that group is Malia Collins, a four-year starter there, all in the middle infield. I remember as a freshman, she was their their second baseman with uh, Kalen Lamaster still played short, but uh, transitioned to short after Kalen moved behind the plate, and uh, and this year was just phenomenal for them, um, being that being that leader on the field and being that leadoff hitter. Uh, Coach Dean called her their guinea pig a couple times this year because they 
they just stick her out there and uh, she kind of figures out what the other pitcher has for the, uh, for the lineup. So uh, really good defensive player too. Obviously it's short uh, with how athletic she is. So um, this year um, it had to be kind of had to be Malia Collins this year for, uh, for softball player of the year. So um, Anthony, I know, you like to remind me how much you uh, you got to watch Platte Valley softball early before I stole them for that championship run. But um, what uh, what do you see from uh, Malia and that whole team this year? Well, sources have told me that they may have won that state title game had you not been the one there. Um, I won't reveal those sources. Um. Mary and me get along <laughs> great now, I'll have you know. Um, yeah, they're, they're a fun group. Um, and you know, we still get to see them luckily, uh, you know, basketball, um, but softball, you kind of saw them take steps last year. Um, when I was able to follow them still, um, um, and Malia was a huge part of that. Um, you know, she had had at one point, you know, last year, I think she was like 12 for her last 12. Um, and just, um, it seems with that team, uh, they go as she goes. Um, if she's struggling at the plate, um, it seems like the entire team uh, struggles a little bit at the plate. Um, and you saw kind of that adversity uh, in that district tournament. Um, you know, they struggled for a while with King City um, and, you know, it raised some questions about how good this team was going to be. Um, they come back in the game, they win, uh, and the rest is kind of history. Um, they finished with a tough loss, but um, you can't say enough about what Malia has meant to that program um, and that team. Um, she's going to leave some big shoes to fill. Uh, luckily for them, you know, her younger sister is really good, um, and that program just has talent everywhere. Um, but even with that talent, you need leadership. Um, you know, much like we were talking about with golf, um, you need someone to help kind of lead those younger players and show them how things are done. And I think Malia was that player for them. Yeah. And they, um, I, I allude to this, Anthony's mentioned my story. I've written a couple of times. Uh, people aren't going to get to see that for a few days as we <laughs> wait for the, uh, the print version. Anthony got himself a sneak peek, but um, there's throughout that playoff run, it was kind of a different player every night stepping up for them. Um, and that leads me into our honorable mentions. Um, I, don't, I didn't actually list Bradley Angle as an honorable mention, but because she only started por a portion of the year. But uh, Bradley Angle stepped up huge to get them past Stanberry in that district title game. Um, Jessica Miller was fantastic throughout the uh, throughout the playoff run, and if there was a runner-up for this award or somebody I debated it the most with, it would have been Jessie. Um, she was just really good on the mound and at the plate. Um, her and Sydney Dean had back-to-back -back home runs at one point um, during that against Stewartsville, um, and they they just had great games there. Uh, Paige West, another one who could have easily won this award if she wasn't on such a loaded team. A dynamic center fielder for them and uh, hit an inside the park grand slam in the state semifinals, which gets you a little bit of uh, a little bit of mention. Uh, but beyond uh, Platte Valley, they're in just their great year. Um, we got to shout out some of the other schools too. Uh, Briley Watkins actually had the highest batting average of anybody in the area, including those, uh, including those Platte Valley girls. She was fantastic this year for uh for Maryville and uh also as a catcher behind the plate too she uh she uh tried to give coach DeMott some gray hair sometimes with her with her pickoff plays but um she was she was definitely fun to watch and keeps it entertaining and uh, a great career for her another one of those four-year starters like we mentioned with Malia and uh mm -hmm. Ashlyn Alexander as well um at first base and Talk about a fun interview. They don't get much funner than Ashlyn. <laughs> um, and uh, just just talking to her and, and her demeanor out there and how much she enjoys playing the game, that goes for Briley too. That Maryville team made some good strides this year, and um, their four years there have really 
have really been fun to cover. And I, I remember starting from them as freshmen and watching them come in. So uh, that's that's been a fun group to cover. Morgan Ray as well, who uh, didn't get listed as, as part of these honorable mentions, but deserves a shout-out as well because she was a four-year starter there too at third base obviously a very important position. So, so those ones um, deserve, deserve some accolades. And I also mentioned Ann Schieber with uh, Northeast Nottaway. Northeast Nottaway had a tough year the year before last going, going winless, um, losing players like Paige West and Blair Stoll and, and some of those girls that ended up transferring to Platte Valley and kind of happened to rebuild on the fly. But this year, uh, Vance Prophet took over that team, um, obviously has been very successful with the baseball program there. So he took over uh, softball, and they, they made a lot of strides this year, returning most of their core from last year. And uh, Ann was a big reason why pitching. She hit over 300, um, so shout for them. And they won their last game of the season. Um, unfortunately, we smile about it now, but unfortunately, uh, had to end their season because of quarantine. So, but they ended with a win over LeBlanc, which was their first win in two years, which obviously was a big deal for them and, and really good to see for those kids. So, um, just a fun year for softball this year, all the way around. And, uh, Malia Collins was certainly the ringlinger leader of that group so uh, she gets this award for uh for the county softball player of the year but before we move on to our next one here um we've got tennis is up next and i had to remind myself of the alphabetical order there for a little while but uh tennis is up next um only one area tennis team so it makes sense to give it to the number one player on that team um, and she deserves it anyway. Arian Skidmore um, took over that number one role after Addison Hall um, obviously graduated last year, and they've kind of had a new number one like the last – ever since I've been around the program. It started with T.J. Oglesby, um, uh, Morgan Goodridge, then Addison, and now uh, Arian and Arian will be back next year, so that's exciting for Coach McGinnis and that group to to actually have your number one player returning next year. But um, mm-hmm. she had a really good year. Um, obviously, it's tough going against the other team's best player. That's what it is being being the number one in tennis every time. But she more than held her own this year, and really found a lot of success in doubles um, as her and Lauren Colling combined to. Uh, to go to state in doubles and Lauren was the team's number three singles player this year, but um, they played number one doubles together and just had a, a really nice run winning their sectional match to, uh, to get into, uh, to get into the state tournament. And it's always, always a good thing to see, see uh, Maryville get some kids in the state tournament in tennis sport. That's so often dominated by the private school kids and, and big city kids down in, in Kansas city and, and even St. Joe to a, to a degree. So it's, uh, it's good to see, uh, it's good to see her do well and, uh, and just really nice uh, of them. I'll mention a couple other girls that certainly deserve getting mentioned. Um, Lauren Cullen, like I said, uh, was the team's number three player, uh, and went to state as a doubles player with her, with uh, Arian and another kid that's an amazing interview. Um, looking forward to talking to her more during basketball season coming up. But uh, Lauren and uh, Arian were just a, a dynamic duo there making that run. Athena, another fun one to talk to for uh, – for tennis fans out there and has been a part of that lineup since she was a freshman. She'll be back next year as well as uh, Maryville returns those top three players um, for next year's team, which should be really good for them going forward. And then uh, my other honorable mention for tennis is Blake Springer, their number four player. 
Uh, Blake was the only senior on the team this year. Uh, again, like we talked about with some of the other sports, that leadership um, stuff that's so important. I remember Blake coming up as a uh, as a frizzy-haired uh, right fielder for the softball team, but she transitioned into uh, – into tennis and it's worked out for her. She had a really good year this year. So all of those guys um, really helped make it a really good year for Spoofound Tennis. They finished with the district runner up to LeBlonde and, um, and just had a really good season and should have an even better one next year, returning, returning all but one player to, uh, to that team. So it's just a really, a really fun year for tennis. And, uh, for volleyball is our next uh, next sport, and boy, we had to kill some brain cells thinking about uh, who to nominate for volleyball. And uh, yeah, we went with Serena Sundell. It was a no-brainer. Um, Serena was the most dominant player in the state. I saw it at the state tournament, particularly um, when Maryville wasn't really favored to win the state tournament. Um, based on, like we talked earlier about with basketball, us up here in the north kind of getting some disrespect and uh, and people not noticing how good they are. But um, they went down there and just dominated on their way to winning a, uh, a state championship, sweeping Central Park Hills in the final. Um, their toughest challenge was really – to get there in the quarterfinals against Pleasant Hill, a team that beat them earlier in the year, win that five-set match there, um, was huge. Serena's huge in that one. Serena's huge in every match they had all year long. Um, not bad for a kid that is a basketball player and kind of does volleyball as a hobby, I guess. So when you can be the best player in the state at something uh, – and. And to be fair, I've said that before, and she puts in a ton of time in volleyball, too. That kid's just just really dedicated with everything she does athletically. Um, so, yeah, it was kind of – Anthony, you can give your thoughts on Serena, too, but um, I don't think – we had a lot of deserving candidates, but there's one that stands above the rest, that's for sure. Yeah, um, in the four years – um, she's been in high school. I don't, I don't know if there's a new word we can use to describe uh, Serena Sundell, uh, whether, you know, it's uh, on the basketball court or, you know, in volleyball. Um, while, you know, it takes a team uh, to win the state title, uh, what she's been able to do is just amazing. Um, and what she's meant to that team. Um, yeah, I mean, it's hard, you know, really to describe her other than awesome or amazing. And um, it was good to see, you know, her career uh, in volleyball come to an end with a state title. Um, and like you said, she works hard at everything she does. So everything she gets, she's earned. Uh, you know, sometimes when we're doing these awards, it's like, well, it would be nice to give it to a different girl, but um, with what she's able to do statistically um, and what, you know, the success she helps bring to those teams, it's, you can't really pick anyone else, um, even as talented as some of these other girls in the area are. Yeah. Um, and Maryville's team alone this year, um, we obviously, Serena's the headliner. Serena's the best player in state, all of that stuff. Um, at multiple sports, in fact. Um, but she – that it wasn't a one-man show, even though the stats were dominated in her favor. For one, Serena had to have somebody get her the ball, and uh, that's Macy Lowe. Macy, another four-year contributor for that team. Huge four-year starter, in fact. Um, the last couple of years has transitioned to that soul-setting role um, for them. And Macy is just phenomenal. Her decision-making out there and just kind of quarterbacking that team. And I know uh, Candy Kurz had her back during the year because she told me that we don't focus as, mu as much as we should on how good Macy is, um, which it's, she's probably right just because we take the set for granted when, uh, when somebody like Serena or, 
uh, Riley Vertaler, Morgan Stackline are just hammering it down at the other end. That's a more exciting play, but, but Macy is fantastic at what she does. And, um, and definitely deserving of, of some mention in this category as well. Uh, first team all state selection this year. Um, so she's got some accolades to go with it, but um, tremendous player. And I know she's not going to play in college, but but she could if she wanted to, for sure. Uh, Morgan Steckheim, another first team all state player from that team, another senior, done it all four years, um, been a big part of that team. Um, Morgan's just a lot of fun to cover. You're, you're notice we've had, we've had fun with a lot of these groups and, uh, and just getting to know these kids from covering them and, and talking to them. Um, Morgan's among the most fun. I like to give her a hard time, especially, especially with her dad and Matt being, being a big part of our interviews too, as well. So, um, and her brothers, Queen and Caden over the years too, but, um, Morgan had a great year kind of being that that release valve and take advantage of uh, of some openings you get when uh, when Serena's on the other side from you. But two, when she's in the back row, Morgan just stepped up and, and was among the best in the state at, uh, at just getting those kills down and especially precision and placing those kills where she wanted to just absolutely phenomenal. Um, some of the other players I listed as honorable mention that definitely deserve being talked about. Uh, Shana Culp's probably the headliner there. Um, Shana, phenomenal year. I know she's hoping to play tennis or tennis. Um, she might take a tennis scholarship if she could get that, but, um, she's, she's going to play volleyball at the next level. I don't think she's ready to make that announcement yet. But um, I know she's got something lined up. So uh, really good, good year for Shayna, leading them all the way to the district final, which was a big step for that program uh, and, and really being that senior leader they need. And she's been their most dominant player now for four years. So a great career by Shayna. Yeah. Uh, she another- she uh, in that final um, against a really, really good East Atchison team, um, for them to even win a set <laughs> against that group was uh, was really a win in itself um, because East Action has been so dominant. Um, and in that, um, even though they came up short, Shayna was a huge reason why. Um, and she's just been phenomenal uh, in volleyball in her four years um, and then in basketball as well. Um, but, yeah, she uh, – she was really impressive uh, this past season, especially um, when she needed to be. Um, she really stepped up and uh, kind of helped carry that team to that district final. Yeah, and I saw a lot of great volleyball this year with uh, with Maryville's run, obviously. But the best match I saw all year was the district semifinal where uh, Rockport had a 2-0 lead and Nottaway Holt just roared back. And at the end of that, Poor Shayna could barely walk. She was exhausted, uh, but they just kept feeding her, and she kept putting them down. And Rockport, who was favored to win that and thought to be kind of a shoe-in to it was going to be them versus East Action in the final. And uh, Shayna just just willed her team to victory and and a lot of other good players on that team too, but she – she was definitely the ringleader and the uh, the one they turned to when they needed points. That's for sure. So, uh, uh, great year by Shayna and anybody other than that that special Maryville team and and she could have easily had this award. I'll also mentioned uh, Jaden Dobbins, who another one that we really enjoyed talking to for in basketball and volleyball from North Nottaway in that group. But Jaden, a softball player to begin her career. Um, obviously they, they nixed the softball program at, uh, North Nottaway and, uh, and went to volleyball. So she made the switch and, uh, and ended her career there as a, uh, all district volleyball player, which says a lot, really good, really good with the serve. Uh, Jaden is, she, she led off every game with that and would, uh, would really help the team in that regard. So, um, so really good from them. I'll also 
couple more Maryville kids because I, I limited it to the three All-State kids. Um, one, one person who I was surprised didn't get um, more recognition by media and coaches with the All-District and All-Conference and all that was Riley Vertaller. Um, to me, at least during that state championship, those two games down there, the, the one they feared the most other than Serena was Riley because Riley would hammer them and put, put those balls down. Um, like I said before, Morgan, Morgan was obviously their, their second most productive um, um, kill specialist and certainly deserved all state and everything like that. I'm just saying with pure velocity, Riley Beertaller was scary this year. And she's going to be that leader with the graduating the the all those seniors going into next year. And I don't predict Maryville wins the state championship next year, so I guess there has to be some drop off from this year. But I don't think it's going to be as much as people would figure, just because I think Riley's going to be one of the best players in the area next year. So she probably deserves to be mentioned among this as well. And I'll mention a couple other seniors too. Clarissa Salty, um, the libero spot, another one where, uh, where we probably don't give enough credit to what she does, just keeping the ball alive. Um, she was really good this year. Um, even though apparently coach Foster told me Carissa lied to me in the first match of the year about never serving last year. And I based the whole story on it. And, Miranda told me afterwards that that wasn't accurate. So still a little mad at Carissa for that one, but we'll get over it. Um, and then uh, Kelsey Scott's another one that deserves to be uh, shouted out for all she does. So um, just a really good year for volleyball around the area um, and just really fun to cover. But with that, that wraps up our regular sport awards. Now we go to uh, – to the overall male and female athletes of the fall, who, who the most impressive was to us um, for the male athlete of the fall. I've gotten to announce all of these so far. I got to give Anthony some shine. Anthony, let the, let the people know who our male athlete of the fall is. Um, I think you just, we decided to go with Tyler Blay. Um, and I don't think there's another male that, um, you know, worked as hard uh, while also coming up with the success that he's had this year. Um, just a really impressive kid. Um, and I can't, uh, you know, <laughs> it's hard to get over. And I think I brought this up to him, you know, uh, every time I talked to him was his work ethic. Um, there's a little story that we were talking about him earlier. I remembered that uh, I saw the day after winning uh, State, that next morning he was back out running again. Um, and the kid's just relentless, never takes a break, um, and just, you know, really impressive kid. Uh, really enjoy his dad as well. That's another plus that he brings. Um, and, and so – his cousin and his brother, the whole Blake clan. I got to be his mom at State. That was fun. Or at the signing, actually, his mom and his grandma. <laughs> That's a fun family. Yeah, yeah. And so um, – much like our uh, female athlete of the year, um, there, you know, only so many words you can use to describe what he's meant uh, to that program, um, because it has become one of the strongest uh, programs among all sports in the area that we cover, um, and so that's going to be a program that's going to continue to have success, um, even uh, with this co-op. Um, I think they'll still. Uh, be plenty successful um, and that starts with someone like him um, because in the years that we've been covering uh, them we've saw them you know start from the bottom uh, and slowly build to what is one of the better uh, cross-country programs in the state yeah and uh, getting that fourth place trophy at state earning that hardware um, that's something I think Tyler took almost more pride in than, than winning state because honestly I think he kind of expected to win state, and I don't know if he expected to <laughs> to get fourth place as a team. Yeah, and just talking about him, he was very candid with uh, that. 
the history of athletics at West Nottaway hasn't been great. They don't have the they don't have the name value of of a lot of these programs around here with championships and stuff. And he wanted to be one that that kind of changed that and and gave them something to hang their hat on. And that cross country program is something they certainly can. And and it was really a great accomplishment for for him and and that family kind of spearheading that program getting going. Um, they're not the only ones, but um, certainly Duke Ingraham, Preston Bateman, guys like that putting in four years were huge. But um, they, with Colton Blay and Bill Blay running the coaching staff there, and then Tyler and Riley as runners, they, uh, they've, they've set them up for future success, that's for sure. So um, really, really deserving to win that. And um, as you can tell, an easy way to uh, get in consideration for these athletes of the year is to win a state championship. So um, yeah, that's credit. You know, we got to credit those coaches um, for what they did this year. It would have been easier for them to uh, kind of stay in the area um, and dominate. And instead, you know, uh, the Blaze had them traveling, you know, up into Iowa, getting into these bigger meets uh, with better competition. Um, and it paid off for them in the end. Yeah, it certainly did. Um, you stepped on my transition a little bit. I'll accept it. But um, anyway, state champion. We got a state champion for the female athlete of the year, too. Um, as we mentioned just a few minutes ago, Serena Sundell. She is really good. Any other analysis we need to give other than that? I could go with the hot take one and – you know, say she's only as good as how the uh, basketball season ends. If she can follow up. <laughs> I'm sending this to Karina and she's going to be upset with you. Oh, man. Uh, finish that take. Uh, she needs some bulletin board material, I think, Serena does. Uh, she's only great if she can put together multiple championships. Well, she won – he helped lead them to the first ever girls state championship in school history. So uh, going two for two would be nice. I'm still trying to convince her too. Um, if hopefully she hears this or it gets back to her, because I'm still trying to convince her to uh, go up for track with coach Beatty this year and go uh, win a state high jump championship too. Took second as a freshman, no big deal on that, that little hobby. So um, maybe she goes out and makes, goes three for three, but that's getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. Anyway, Serena Sundell, fall athlete of the year. Have a feeling we might be having this conversation after the winter season as well. So uh, we'll save some bullets in the tank to talk about Serena, but um, just a tremendous athlete, obviously going to K-State to play basketball. Um, they don't take scrubs to play basketball in the Big 12, so that's an idea of how good she is. Unless it's uh, Iowa State. Uh, you had to go there. Iowa State men are terrible. Bill Fenley's got that girls program looking good, though. So, um, we'll we'll look at that. But, but, but in case I need – someone didn't take that as a joke. I was joking about Serena Sundell and her greatness. So <laughs> she's, she's pretty good. So, um, We'll see what, what ends up with basketball season here. A lot of that same cast in volleyball actually changes more than you would think with uh, people like Macy and Morgan uh, finishing up with volleyball. But um, some some really good players with Anderson Patlin and uh, and Riley Viertaler, as we mentioned a few times now. Um, she might be a theme in coming years. Um, but, but those guys are really good. Lauren Cullen tennis to basketball athlete, of course, um, the traditional switch, and then Emily Casabas as well. Uh, just a lot of talent in that program for uh, for Coach Albright. But um, look forward to seeing what they can do this year as well as some of our other um, area basketball teams, even if, the, uh, even if the Missouri Coaches Association apparently thinks they stink. So – well, stay tuned for that column later to or later this week about uh, the Missouri Basketball Coaches Association and their lack of knowing much about basketball. So that'll that'll be later this week, and we'll see if I can get banned from going to state competitions or something. But 
Anyway, until next week and more hot takes. If there's anyone that understands that mistakes happen in those polls, it's me. Well, I'm trying to get Devin to let me vote on the eight-man poll still. I'm hoping you put in a good word eventually. But I think you might be putting the opposite of a good word in for me to get on there. I think you might be sabotaging my effort to to vote in those. So anyway, we'll cross that bridge later. But anyway, we've we've rambled on enough this week. This has been another edition of the Maryville Sports Podcast. Um, until next week and whatever comes of that. Um, this has been John Dykstra and Anthony Crane. We'll see you.